The Leader Coronavirus Daily brings you the latest news analysis, special features and interviews as we all attempt to get through this pandemic. Please subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader Coronavirus Daily. Hi, I'm David Marsland. A minute's silence for key workers killed by COVID-19. But the pandemic carries on. Our health editor, Ross Lydell, on the latest figures. Also... Hunger in London, as crazy as it sounds, has been an issue even before this lockdown and COVID crisis began. But according to the figures that we're seeing from Felix Project and other food charities, it's increased at least threefold. Evening Standard owner Evgeny Lebedev launches a £10 million appeal to keep London fed during and after the lockdown. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the Leader Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the UK remembers the key workers who have died in the COVID-19 pandemic. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharmadine Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. With just a ticking clock behind them and the occasional photographer's click ahead of them, at 11am in the Downing Street Cabinet Room, Boris Johnson stood in silence with Chancellor Rishi Sunak to remember key workers who have died in the battle against coronavirus. While the rain fell at Westminster Bridge, buses came to a stop, remembering the 26 of their colleagues who have fallen victim to the disease. And at St Thomas's Hospital, where the Prime Minister himself was treated, the staff and patients stood two metres apart, ending their tribute with loud applause. Well, our health editor Ross Lydell's with me over Zoom. And Ross, this was an emotional moment for the country. Yes, uh, from what we understand, staff, hundreds of staff came out, stood in their atriums, or I guess the bad weather wasn't great today for standing outside, and sort of thought of those who had passed away. Uh, We went down to London Ambulance Service headquarters in Waterloo Road. Three LAS staff have died with coronavirus and uh, very sort of touching sad moment there. We were also sent some pictures by University College Hospital where hundreds of staff were in the atrium 
of the hospital there in their cancer centre. So, um, yes, I think the question now might even be whether this becomes weekly. You obviously have the, the weekly round of applause. Do we also gather weekly to um, give a minute or two's thought for those that have passed? And it was given an extra poignancy because before the silence was held, the Office for National Statistics had released the latest figures on those who had died from coronavirus. Yes. Well, Tuesday morning has become a bit of a statistical um, feast um, for those who like these sorts of numbers. At half past nine on the dot, really, the Office for National Statistics updates the nation on the latest state of play. Obviously, we do get daily figures from the Downing Street briefing and from NHS England. Those only relate to hospital deaths in the previous 24-hour period. What the ONS does, and has been doing for a few weeks now, and this is why their figures are much more important, is that they include care home deaths and deaths in people's own homes. And today we had the added benefit that the Care Quality Commission, which is the health watchdog has also been looking at the situation in care homes so it was able to provide further backup for the ONS figures but what it meant in the round is that we'd actually much more dramatic figures than we'd ever had before and probably the worst weekly figures on record in terms of all kinds of deaths in England and Wales and in summary more than 4,300 people with coronavirus died in care homes in this fortnight, they measured the period between April the 10th and April the 24th. There's a bit of a lag, uh, but gradually they will catch up. And this is really quite shocking stuff in London to give a, a sense of what this means. More than half the deaths in the most recent week were linked with coronavirus. It sounds horrific, but is there any hope for optimism? There is, however, hope for optimism, certainly within hospitals. Within care homes, it's not looking so good. It seems that there's going to be a lag there and we could expect several more weeks of very high numbers of deaths. Obviously, it's been said almost like a generation of grandparents is being wiped out here. The numbers are so enormous. But within hospitals in London, where the figures are slightly more up to date, what we can see is that we have definitely passed the peak of deaths in London hospitals. A new analysis today shows that the peak in London hospitals was on the 8th of April, which we knew already in terms of infections. Uh, what we also found out today is that 220 people died that day in London hospitals. And then from that, numbers fell pretty consistently up until the 21st of April when the number was down at 89 deaths. But the overall trend is that the number of deaths per day on the day they happened has come down in London hospitals from about 200 to 100 in three weeks. And that rate of decline is faster than anywhere else in the country. Obviously, it's, it's only fair to say that the acceleration in deaths in the first place was higher in London than elsewhere in the country, but at least it's coming down sharply, just as it rose sharply before. Is this a sign that the pandemic is coming to an end? I think it's a sign that the pandemic is less severe in terms of people in hospital. There's still about 2,500 people in London hospital receiving treatment for coronavirus, of which about a fifth are still seriously ill. I think what it shows as well is that help was provided to those in hospital more quickly. 
and the people who are living in care homes have really been left rather by the wayside despite all the alarm that was sounded because it's much less of a joined up network you know many care homes might only operate in groups of one or two rather than all talking to each other in the way the NHS hospitals do that help really has taken a long while to get there and the impact over time may actually be more severe what today's figures show is that most of the deaths have still happened in hospital. About three quarters of all coronavirus deaths are happening in hospital, but a substantial number and a growing number have happened in care homes or in people's own homes. There are about 880 people in the most recent week measured by the ONS happened in people's own homes. And this is also, in a way, the, showing now how the knock-on effect of coronavirus is having an impact on mortality so that people may not seek hospital care for more normal things such as heart attack or stroke and are dying in home or in their homes or dying in care home because they're too frightened to seek emergency care. Next. COVID crisis will end, but the next thing that will be a huge problem for, for London is hunger. Evgeny Lebedev on the Evening Standard's biggest ever campaign. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The coronavirus crisis has exposed how precarious the lives of some people living in London are, particularly how they fill their kitchen cupboards. For some, it's become nearly impossible. And with job losses, pay cuts, furloughing, that situation is only going to get worse. Last month, the Evening Standard launched its Food for London Now campaign with the Felix Project, which distributes free meals to those that need them. The appeals made £3 million so far, and now we've set a target of 10 million. That's enough to feed the vulnerable for three years. It's our biggest ever, most ambitious campaign, and our editorial says it's needed. No one in London should go hungry because they can't afford to eat, but it's happening in our city. Coronavirus has made an already tough crisis far worse. That's why as soon as the scale of coronavirus became clear, the Evening Standard responded by launching the Food for London Now appeal. On the streets of our city, the Felix Project, working in alliance with other charities, is making a massive difference, day after day. Yesterday it distributed an amazing 44 tonnes of food, four times more than at the start of the appeal. That's 100,000 meals a day. Thank you to all the readers and businesses who have donated generously so far. And thank you too for support we hope will keep London fed in this most terrible of crises. The 
the Evening Standard's owner, Evgeny Lebedev, is with me over the phone. Evgeny, why do we need to have this campaign at all? Well, this is just the second stage of, of our campaign, which we've already been running for just over a month in partnership with a wonderful organization called The Felix Project. And hunger in London, as crazy as it sounds, has been an issue even before this lockdown and COVID crisis began. But according to the figures that we're seeing from Felix Project and other food charities, it's increased at least threefold. So if pre-crisis the project was delivering about 10 tons of food, now it's delivering about just over 40 tons of food daily, which is um, about 100,000 meals a day that they deliver to charities who then deliver to vulnerable individuals such as those who are elderly and can't leave their house, people who've lost their jobs, kids who've lost out on school meals, the homeless, and of course, NHS workers. These kinds of figures are astonishing. The Felix Project making 100,000 meals a day in a city like London. And I think they're the kinds of figures that I certainly didn't realise the scale of this problem myself. So how did you learn about this in the first place? Well, the Evening Standard was instrumental in, in launching Felix Project to begin with four years ago. And I started learning about the situation in London from the information that came out as a result of our first stages of working together with the Felix Project and the figures and the stories that came out from, from that campaign, which was a Christmas campaign. But of course, this is going to be the next big crisis, it seems, across the country, but in London in particular, because COVID crisis will end. But the next thing that will be a huge problem for for London is hunger. You have been out and seen the kinds of things that the Felix Project is doing. What sort of things have you seen? What kind of people have you met? I've been out quite a few times now and, and, and met all sorts of people and uh, and that of course is the the most moving the most engaging way to be able to see for yourself what the situation is and i've seen all sorts of different people from vulnerable people like this lady lim who we delivered to uh, with maiden hackney last uh, week She's elderly, she lives by herself, she has no family, she can't leave the house, and her only lifeline is the Felix Project. Um, and, you know, as we have learned, those who are vulnerable, and the elderly in particular, may be in lockdown for much, much longer than everyone else. So that would be a category for whom this is a, a big, looming issue. The lady who's on the front page of the Evening Standard today, Karen, is a young single mother with a six-year-old child, Aiden. They are both vulnerable because they have health issues. They can't leave the house. So again, the Felix Project provides food for them, which otherwise they wouldn't get. You can't help but 
be moved by these stories, can you? And we have already raised three million pounds, but ten million pounds is a big amount of money. It's really ambitious. How can people help? It is a big ambition, but it is going to be a major, major crisis, hunger crisis. So we will just have to try and help as much as we possibly can. The Evening Standard and its sister newspaper, The Independent, has raised over £50 million for charities in the last decade. So in, in the greatest tradition of what we've done, we shall try and, and make that target achievable. People could can donate our readers. Well, of course, we would love them to donate, and we are hoping that companies businesses will also be contributing and of course we're very much hoping that the government will also contribute to this because they will for the government this will be a big big issue in the coming weeks months and years and of course the felix project has the infrastructure to um, help fight this so any help we can get is most welcome You can find out more about the appeal and donate at standard.co.uk forward slash news forward slash food for London. And that's the Leader Coronavirus Daily. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. <laughs>